Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Big League Chicago. I'm Rick here with Jack, and we just uh, just came back from our week vacation on Fourth of July. Uh, I still got all my fingers. Jack, do you still have all your fingers? One, two, three, ten. I count ten, so we're good in that aspect. Uh, yeah, man. How how was uh, how's your Fourth of July? It was nice. It was nice. Went up to Michigan. Enjoyed. Uh... Uh, enjoyed a good weekend and a nice Monday and, and Tuesday. It's weird that the fourth fell on uh, on that Monday, but yeah, uh, uh, it's always it's always nice to celebrate, you know, our country. Yeah. Absolutely, Just blew off some fireworks, you know, drank some beer, grilled some burgers, fucking America. Um, but let's get back. A lot of things have happened these last two weeks, and we'll start off with probably some of the more exciting news. I'll, I'll 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 give it over to you, Jack. The Hawks. The Hawks have done some moves. It's interesting that you called it exciting. Um, <laughs> it's one way to phrase it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's for sure. So July seventeenth, the day that everything changed. Um, no, I'm just kidding, but not kidding. Um, in reality, the entire shape of the team the everything really did changed. change. Um, the seventh was the draft, a day the Hawks are really not supposed to pick on for for the first round, and, and that changed very quickly. Uh, the Hawks led that day off by dealing, mm-hmm. you know, forty two time forty goal scoring Alex Jabrinka to Ottawa for the seventh pick in the draft, the thirty ninth overall pick, and the twenty twenty four third round pick. Um, so that was immediately kind of how the day started on the seventh, and then you got closer to the draft, and the draft started. And then you hear that former third overall Kirby Doc is on his way out of town, and he actually yeah. uh, apparently lived right up the street from me, no longer. Um, really? Wow. But, yeah, no, so the Hawks traded him in a three, three-team three trade with the Canadians, Islanders, and the Hawks. The Islanders receiving a, a defenseman, and the Hawks receiving the 13th overall pick in this year's draft and the third-round selection. So, uh, quick Quick start of the draft. Quick, very quick. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so then the Hawks would make one more trade in that first round, dealing for veteran NHL goalie Peter Mrazek and the 25th, 25th pick for Toronto, from Toronto for the 38th overall pick in what seemed to be a salary dump for Toronto. The Hawks now have their first NHL caliber signed goalie under contract. Mrazek is not someone to expect as your future goalie, mm-hmm. but... Um, it's a start for a team that didn't have anyone signed. So exactly, um, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of just the acquisitions and transactions. And I haven't, you know, the the day, like I said, we came into it. They didn't have any first round picks. They left mm-hmm. with three. So uh, you know, it was interesting. Kyle Davidson was wheeling and dealing. People were highly critical of the Alex DeBrinket deal, a guy that was due about nine million dollars after next year. Um, something the Hawks have you've seen, you know, with Artemi Panarin, they they knew they weren't going to be able to re-sign him, so they sold him. Um, it's kind of what you hope to believe here with the the rebuilding situation as well. Uh, Davidson's really putting his mark on this team, so unfortunately, that means losing Alex DeBrinket and Kirby Doc. Um, Kirby kind of needing a fresh start, so there's more yeah. understanding. Yeah, I'm happy they were still able to get a first round pick for Kirby as. Uh, as you kind of thought, the timetable on him was starting to uh, starting to shrink. So, but yeah, so that was that was the interesting part uh, with the seventh pick, their first pick in the draft. They selected a defenseman by the name of Kevin Korzynski um, out of Canada. He's a six-two defenseman, left-handed shot. Um, Hawks' clear goal was to improve the future of their blue line. <clears throat> And they did that throughout the first line. I think they selected another defenseman mm-hmm. uh, with that 25, 25th pick. Uh, but he's a guy who, in 67 games, scored 65 points, four goals, 61 assists, and um, impressive numbers for a defenseman. And then in the playoffs, he added six goals and 13 assists in 25 games. And I believe they lost in the final for their league title for juniors in Canada. Uh, so an interesting talent, an interesting prospect. This is a draft I've been highly critical in the sense that, you know, it's we'll see nothing nothing expected to be like you know the next big deal, but uh, you got to be excited for the fact that they're adding to that blue line and it's something that has been necessary. You know, the only thing that 
the team really kept around this off season, and I'll get into it a little bit later. Uh, mm-hmm. But is Caleb Jones and Seth Jones are really like the only guys still left? I mean, I think Riley Stillman's under contract, but um, yeah. So then moving on to the thirteenth pick, Frank Nazar, five ten forward out of the US of A. Uh, national <laughs> Development Program. Kid scored 105 points in 80 games, scoring 43 times and assisting 62 of them. Um, he also played in the under-18 championship, scoring three goals, nine, six assists in six games um, as the U.S. was able to take the silver. He is a Michigan native and is expected to attend the University of Michigan next fall. Mm. Um, so you're not going to see necessarily an instant impact from some of these guys. Maybe you yeah. can see Krasinski here in the rear, you know, near, near future. But uh, for Nazar, it looks like college will be in his future, at least for next season. Uh, San Renzel was the 25th pick, a defenseman from the USHL with the Waterloo Blackhawks. He's 6'3". Uh, he split the season between high school hockey and the Waterloo Blackhawks. They're from the USHL, which is the American version of junior hockey, which the Canadian version, it's more... Semi-pro because they're paid, but, you know, it's all guys that are under 22 mm-hmm. or the U.S. version. Um, they're able to keep their eligibility by not being paid, um, even though, you know, that whole thing has been changed. But, yeah, tallied 48 points in 48 games with the Blackhawks. Uh, he is committed to the University of Minnesota for next season as well, another college guy. So, like I said, some of these guys shouldn't see an instant impact immediately. Um, in the round two with that 39th pick that they acquired, Paul Ludwinski, a centerman, played for the Kingston Frontenacs. I think that's how you say it. Um, but Frontenacs. They are in the OHL, another part of that Canadian Hockey Junior League, 5'11", um, 43 points, 67 games. That second uh, pick of that second round was another defenseman by the name of Ryan Green, a 6'1". Defenseman who had 51 points in 59 games in the USHL with the Green Bay Gamblers. So uh, the Hawks would go on to draft six more times for an overall, I think, of one, two, three. So yeah, an overall of 11 picks in the draft, which is which is good. And somebody the Hawks needed to build up the yeah the youth a court. lot. Uh, what was exciting is in the third round with the 90th pick, they did take Aiden Thompson, a former Berkshire Bear, uh, my high school out in Massachusetts. So very exciting to see that. Maybe we'll reach out and see if we can, uh, you know, get him on the pod in the future. But very hey, exciting. Let's go. He will be going to the University of Denver next season, playing for the Pios, um, after scoring 82 points in 57 games for the Lincoln Stars, also in the USHL. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the draft. It's exciting. Right. It's a lot of new guys. They're already on the ice yeah. here at Fifth Third in Chicago for the development camp that kicked off, I think, yesterday, I want to say. Um, mm-hmm. So they'll be skating throughout the week. Um, exciting stuff. You're you're seeing Nolan Allen, who was last year's, one of last year's big picks. And uh, funny enough, uh, I think it's, Col- uh, it's Colton Doc. I can't remember his first name. Mm-hmm. Um Kirby Doc's brother, who they selected last year late in the draft, is also oh, wow. been a, a surprise talent so far in this development camp. So that's been exciting. In terms of the key reports, they did let Dylan Strom go, so he's a free agent. They did let uh, Dominic Kubelik go, he's a free agent. Yeah. Um, and I th- believe there was one more that I'm blanking on right now. Um, but they did uh, they did give qualifying offers to Caleb Jones and... Philip Kurashev, so they will be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, depressing news. What's this mark for Cannon <laughs> Taze? See yeah. you later. Uh, you know, t- tomorrow yeah. the reports all week have been Kane and his agent are meeting with the team. That means Tyler Davidson and Co. And they're expected to kind of hash out what Kane's future is here. You know, I would expect that to be shipped off somewhere. Hopefully for mm-hmm. a hell of a lot more of a return that we saw for Debrinket. But uh, yeah. it has been rumored that he'd love to go to do go to New York and link up with his former teammate and Russian uh, uh, friend Artemi Pernarin. So we'll see. Should be interesting. I would say, you know, I don't expect something to happen by the end of the week, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if something happens by the end of the month. You know, it, it's sad. It's depressing. Um, we're not going to hang our heads on it because, you know, we got the, we got the three championships. 
That's right. And, um, yeah, I, I can't hang my head on it right now. I, I did, <laughs> watching Debrinket and uh, um, get traded was already was already tough, and we're, we're going to watch Kane and Taze walk out of the door. Kane, uh, like I said, reports out the door. Taze was actually around in Chicago. He was actually uh, spotted at the Hawks development camp this week, uh, watching some of these guys, probably thinking, oh, my time's limited here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. He's like, I'm good. I'm good. I'll go. It's um, (laughs) dark days at the United Center, at least when the, uh, when the ice is out and it's, it's, it's Blackhawks hockey. I mean, it's going to be tough. Um, I'm intrigued to see if uh, um, you know Jack P, our Blackhawks writer, has has what mm-hmm. he has to say. I'm sure he's gonna have some emotional stuff because it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty crazy for Blackhawks fans, especially uh, growing up in the time yeah. that we did to watch these guys for 15 years. You know, Kane and Taze are going into their like 15th and 16th years of being a Blackhawk, so it's it's gonna mm-hmm. be a little bit different. But um, yeah, that Hawks talk. <laughs> It sucks. I that accept is. it. But they're rebuilding. You know, they're speaking the truth finally for once. Yeah, true. You know, fucking Bowman's out. You got uh, Davidson in. And, yeah, it was funny because you had texted me that day. You're like, hey, I think I think uh, uh, the Brinkett's about to, about to go. Like, there's about to be a deal made. And literally probably like an hour later is when all this shit happened. And I was just like, wait, that's it? I was like, that's that's it. We, that's all we got, right? I was like, are are you serious? But yeah, man, I I just don't know if we got enough for you know a forty goal scorer who did it twice, and it just reminds me of of uh, the Cleo Mac trade when we were both like, that's all we got for him. You know what I mean? And this guy's supposed to be this this just dynamic player. And yeah, sure, Cleo Mac was is probably closer to the tail end of his season than of, of his career than doc is, but it's still, you know, it's still a good player, a very effective player. Someone who's going to make an impact on their next team. So I was like, man, Jack is probably going to fucking hate this, but you know, 11, you said 11 total picks in this draft. Not bad. You know, you kind of look at, um, you know, there's just like a lot of similarities between, you know, um, Ryan Poles and now Kyle Davidson getting all these picks, making moves in their first draft, getting a lot of people, um, and then just building up the youth and just kind of like you said, kind of salary dumping, right? So we can make uh, we can make some some comparisons here and hopefully uh, they play out. But I had no idea that I didn't I didn't even realize that they had gotten uh, claimed uh, Doc's younger brother Colton. I guess I didn't realize that was a move they had made. Yeah, they drafted him. Let me make sure we're saying it right. It's not Colson or something. I think it's Colton Doc. Yeah, Colton. Yeah, they drafted Colton. him last year. Jesus, an O three. Oh, okay. Year. Yeah, that's some uh, news to me. Yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely agree with you though. Uh, you know, it's it was a head scratcher. I think every you know any any mm-hmm. NHL analyst will give Ottawa an A plus instantly. Um, yeah. and kind of maybe a B, B minus for the Blackhawks in that one. Um, um, we'll see how, you know, Kevin, uh, Krasinski or Kor- I can't remember, uh, Kor- Korchinski Korchinski. turns out, <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully he's the future of our, our blue line. And, you know, as I, yeah. I realized, I forgot to mention, you know, it, it, it's interesting enough, you know, yes, he's not a Blackhawk anymore, but today Duncan Keith did end up. Um, you know, Retiring. signing his papers, he's done. Yeah, um, he's hanging up the boots. So hopefully, um, you know, hopefully we we can see this future come out to light to be to be bright. But like mm-hmm. I said, I wasn't that hopeful in this draft. But um, we'll see. We'll see. You know, the Hawks Hawks didn't want to pay to prank it. It's simple as that. Yeah, they didn't want to build around him. And like you said, he's a 25, 24, 26 your mm-hmm. old 42 goal scoring guy that you could build a team around and the Hawks yep. decide not to. Um, and that's the reality of it. You know, a team that is going to take on and give up a first round pick wants to have a, excuse me, have a chance at re-signing someone. So you got to mm-hmm. take that into uh, consideration as well. And that, you know, that's why, I, I, that's why I think you saw the reward as, as small as mm-hmm. it was. That's the only thing I could, 
<laughs> make a logic of it, and it would make logic to me, but hopefully that's the case and not some other stupid reason. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's how, I was going to say, how did you feel them picking a defenseman with their first pick? I didn't mind it. I didn't mind okay. it. You know, you saw the first few picks go as forwards. Um, mm-hmm. They they would hoped if uh, um, Wright had fallen to to the Hawks, uh, he ended up going I think fifth, and he was projected to go one. And Montreal mm-hmm. went with a forward out of Finland. Things might have changed, but you know, in terms of the first two guys, were really anyone that was was people people were excited for, and then you know the rest of it's kind of um, development and hope for the future. And we'll see. We'll see. That's you know that's my opinion of this draft. It's going to be. We'll see from there. I love that they had 11 picks. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to lose the goal scoring and you know the, all the talent that they already sucked. Is that you take out everything that was good about the team that already sucked last year? So you already know how you're going to be next year. So yeah, um, it, it sucks. <clears throat> but it, it is, it is what, what it is. is at this point, right? Yeah. Um, and then. Kane, you think uh, him and uh, Panarin link up with the Rangers? You think he goes to New York? We'll see. I want to. I want a hefty return for Kane. And yes, I understand he's on a, an expiring deal after the end of the year. But mm-hmm. you know that that's a guy who's won three Stanley Cups. He's he's going to be a instant Hall of Famer. His number will be retired in the rafters at the United Center. Um, and you know, not just because of that, but the guy's still got talent. You know, even in yeah. a year that wasn't one of his best, he still had uh, production, and he's still going to produce. It's a guy that can play till he's forty. Um, he's got the best hands in the in the league. I think he had a um, something lingering last season that kind of slowed him mm-hmm. down. So he's going to get healthy, and you pair him up with a guy who's also as talented as Panarin or some of these mm-hmm. other guys, and. Uh, I think his desire to win is, is is being forced by the Blackhawks a little bit, but um, you know I, I respect him for you know understanding that this isn't a situation he wants to be a part of, and I, I can understand that. Yeah. And I would rather them get a reward than break our heart when free agency rolls around. You know that would yeah, be he, a little bit harder to the to, to uh, you know absorb. Yeah, and yeah, for him to just walk without getting anything that would, that would suck and. That just, I mean, New York, the way they've played too, you know, fuck New York, but the Rangers, you get you get Patrick Kane on that team, and they're going to be ridiculous that year, no matter what. Like, no matter what happens, they're going to be a ridiculous team. Stanley Cup, for sure, like, like they're going. You know what I mean? With, with a guy like Kane on their team. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the future has for the, for the Hawks here. But uh, it's looking... Uh, looking meh i guess i would say at this point uh, i think jack would agree he's just like yeah that doc it's <laughs> look <laughs> i'm gonna start with that i mean if you're seth jones you're 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 not in a great spot right now i mean you're, you're i was gonna say man he's next there's no movement so we'll see we'll see what happens uh go hawks go uh but shit yeah <laughs> um all right, well, that was Hawks Talk. Let's move on to the Sea Red segment. A few more exciting things happened. Uh, so Levine signed his max deal with the Cu- with the Cubs, with the Bulls. Uh, I wish we had a good player on the Cubs. Um, $215 million <laughs> max contract. Uh, that was a, where was it? That's a five-year max contract, I think with a player option at the uh, on that fifth year. Uh, I'll have to double-check that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And... You know, not only that, but he's having a kid here soon. Uh, they're expecting him and his wife, Hunter, announced they're expecting their first child. Uh, he's Zach's saying he's extremely excited. Uh, he just he wants to be a dad, and, you know, he's got a lot of exciting things happening. He just signed a stupid amount of money deal, and, and you know, now he's having a kid. Um, and obviously when he signed the deal, a lot of – I feel like just a lot of Bulls fans in general were kind of like, oh, shit, what's going to happen, right? Because he said, he's like, I, I want to go into NBA free agency with an open mind. But uh, I guess the Bulls were the only team he talked to uh, because he said, you know, quote, Chicago is my home. We've built something over the last five years, over the last two, three, built something, uh, been able to come back as a cornerstone piece and allowing them to get some of my insights and my input in constructing the roster to help me and help us win was really big for me. So 
you know, he's really into that. He really likes the fact that, you know, um, uh, uh, Karnasovas and Eversley are really taking his input into consideration while building a squad around him. And, you know, he got DeMar, he got Vooch, he, he, you know, they, they, they drafted IO. Um, they, they got Lonzo, they got Caruso. They got a lot of players, a lot of guys that are helping him be just, or really just helping the team, but it definitely does help him. So he really enjoyed that part. Um, and you know, I, I, I don't know if I said this on here or if I said this with, uh, Eric on, uh, on, uh, God damn it. <laughs> on the, uh, what was her podcast? JCA. JCA podcast. I can't, I can't remember if I said it here on JCA where I said, I am positive. They're going to, they're, they're going to, you know, sign him for the max deal. Um, but you know, they did it again. The bulls was like the only team he talked to. So that's really cool. Um, we have him for the next five years. He's kind of entering his prime at this point and he's been good. He was very good last year. Um, very good the last two years. So I'm happy they have him on the, I'm happy they have him on the max deal. Uh, I'm not sure how you feel about it, but I, I, I like him on the team. Uh, it, it had to be done. Like I think we mm-hmm. talked about, you know, to stay relevant in this league, they had to sign that star. Um, unfortunately, I think it will cap them at some point in those five years in terms oh, of yeah. that big money. But um, I don't know. You know, I, I think we can live without Rudy Gobert, who got dealt. So we're not going to see yeah. him in a Bulls uniform. Um, I think you know, as much as we want to see KD as a as a Bull, it's not going to happen as well. So mm-hmm. things are shifting up in the East, which is interesting. And, you know, you know Boston's going to be great. You know, you saw yeah. the run they made to the finals. And um, now I think you really need to focus around finding bigger pieces. And I'll let you get to that as we continue along. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I understand it. I do think mm-hmm. you saw James Harden, who left some money on the table to, to allow the 76ers to make moves. Uh, that yep. wasn't going to be the case, and that's not going to be the case with a guy who's on his first real big deal contract uh, year, um, mm-hmm. or at least eligible for the max. So, you know, he's going to take that. So I understand it. I get it. Um, I'm glad he's still a bull. Um, congrats to them for, um, you know, for the expected baby of a ball as well, and, you know, they, everything goes well. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, man. Now he just – he really just needs to – step it up, kind of just be that guy, you know, because I feel like at the beginning, the first half of last season, it was really flip-flopping between him and DeMar. And then later on in this, later on in that season, the regular season, at least, and even into the playoffs, DeMar was that guy. And it was just like, it, it wasn't even like a, an argument or a discussion. It was like DeMar was the guy who was closing the games and making that stuff happen for that Bulls team. Um, but yes, you mentioned some additions. So Bulls uh, on the draft, Bulls, Drafted Dalen Terry at pick 18. And from what I've been seeing and what I've been hearing, like in, in the summer league and in in in, uh, in practices with the Bulls, this guy is ferocious. This guy is like shit-talking the veterans. He's shit-talking P-Will. Like he is – he's making moves, man. Like this guy does not give a shit. He wants to play basketball. He wants to be an NBA player. He wants to be on the starting lineup um, is what – I'm hearing from like just Twitter from seeing videos on, uh, on the bulls or practices, uh, all these guys on the, in NBA, even on NBC, Chicago for, for the sports, right? Like all these guys are saying, this guy's a dog. This guy is ready to play. And I'm glad we got him at 18 because it really seemed like outside of the first four, five, six picks in the, in, in the first round, there really wasn't anybody else that was like, Hey, this guy's going to be a legit starter or anything like that. So I'm glad we got him, and he's kind of showing off his personality early, which I think Bulls fans. I know I definitely appreciate it. I think all Bulls fans will definitely appreciate that type of uh, that type of attitude, especially just talking shit to to the veterans on the team already. I love it. I fucking love it. Yeah. No, I heard something <laughs> about them having to kick him out of the gym or something, or almost having to. You know, I yeah. don't know how true that is. I hope that's true, but. Uh... Um, you know, you love to hear that. He's got some dog in him. Yeah, he's got he's got a big dog in him. He's about to he's about to come in. He's about to be another IO man. Make make a huge splash on the team. Um, and then we added uh, we added Andre Drummond, which I don't know. I, I cool. I guess I don't. <laughs> big man, you know, protects the rim. I, I guess that's why we got Vooch. Vooch's kind of a weak ass when it comes to that shit. So. 
Uh, we got Andre Drummond, another all-star. And we got, uh, f- you know, famous for getting just dunked on by D. Rose back in, like, I don't know, 2008 or something like that. Goran Dragic from, I think he was on Brooklyn or the Sixers, if I'm not mistaken, last year. Um, better not expect number one. He better not expect to wear number one. That's all I'm saying. Did you see that too? I saw that. I was like, who, there's no way you're going to wear number one. Absolutely no way. That's who dunked on you. You don't get to wear that jersey, dude. Uh, you get postered by number one, you don't get to wear number one. You wore number one at that moment in time, and that's the only time you'll ever wear number one. So uh, so kind of exciting. I don't know. They, the, the guards on this team is ridiculous. Like You have Lonzo Ball. You got Caruso. You got Ayo. You got Kobe White. You got Dragic now. Like it's it's gonna be a full guard room. Like, I, I I like I like the addition of Dragic just because it does or Dragic, uh, just because it adds that veteran leadership. Maybe off the bench too. You have another guy like that, but I don't know. I I just thought with Lonzo and with um, Caruso, and you know that would have been fine. I, I expect them to deal Kobe White too, or at least get rid of him. Could be could be Lonzo's insurance package a little bit. Yeah, true. You're right. He's recovering from that that wrist, uh, the wrist. Or, yeah, it was his wrist that he was fucking up. So, Lonzo knee knee or knee. Yeah, sorry knee. Uh, what was I thinking about the wrist? Was that I don't know who that was. Whatever. Um, but yeah, um, that's gonna be interesting, fun to watch. Bulls are gonna be fun to watch. I think next year for sure. Um, we just really need uh, um, Levine to step it up and be that that guy. Um, but yeah, that was the Bulls. That was the Hawks. Most, probably the most exciting news happening, I think, uh, in Chicago right now. Bears kind of meh, just like, you know, training camp, doing that stuff. So let's move on from the C-Red segment into the Crosstown Combo. Um, did you want to go first? <laughs> I feel like you have more to more to like be happy about than I do. Like, let's be honest, though. I don't, I don't know. Uh, at least you're second in your division, aren't you? Aren't the Sox second in the division right now? I, I like, don't. I don't think so. I don't think no? so. No, I mean it's better than fucking fourth. Better than being behind the goddamn two. Pirates. I, I understand that. I understand that. But at least you got someone who you know who should be driving still. You know who, who can <laughs> who can freaking realize what's going on. Who isn't you know intentionally walking people and. You know, there's two outs in the inning, and you got one strike on the count. You know, it, 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 at least you don't have that, and and you, you know your owner's buddies managing the team straight into freaking the ground. You know, I I understand there's reasons to be frustrated, but your expectations were set. Your expectations were set, <laughs> and with that, we'll go into uh, the socks. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Well. <laughs> so last time we left you listeners, they were on a West Coast trip. They dropped two out of three to the Angels. They swept those pesky Giants in a three-game set. Exciting. Yay, the Sox are back. Not so quite. Uh, they'd go to home <laughs> for a seven-game set versus the Twins. They'd lose two out of three to those Twins. And then they'd go on to split a series with the Tigers. Game one, Bo Brisky took a no-hitter into the sixth. Tigers would end up beating the Sox 2-1, beating Dylan Cease, who would get the loss. Game two, Jimer, Jamer, Ayimer, Candelario, I don't know how you say that first name, <laughs> led to the way for the Tigers as I think he homered and drove in several runs. So yeah, Rick, how do you say his name? It is Jaimer Candelario. So it was the high mayor show in game <laughs> two as he ours. hit a homer and drove in a few runs or drove in a run, I think, and hit a home run. Um, and, you know, Tyler Scoogle pitched a good one. Lucas Giolito deserved that win. Unfortunately, couldn't finish his start cleanly, left a few runners on. And kind of the common reoccurring theme when that has been the case, our relievers have not gotten the job done. Excuse me. Um, and... You know, the, the Tigers pounced and were able to win game two. Game three actually went to the game. was a nice 75-degree um, nice. day on the south side. Johnny Cueto went eight innings, striking out five. He allowed the offense to take off, scoring eight runs. Gavin Sheets kicked things off with a three-run home run. Sheets, Sheets has been on a tear since being called back up. 
uh, on his 17 game stretch. Seats is hitting at 340, 407, and 604 with Jesus. an OPS of 1.011 1. with five doubles, 12 RBIs, and three home runs. The guy's been great. Um, so that's been what's been nice with Gavin Sheets. And yeah, so the team took off in that game three win, easy eight no, eight nothing win. Game mm. four, Javi Baez would silence the haters once again. The guy was booed a lot during his visit to guaranteed rate, uh, but he hit a two run home run. The Sox, however, would crawl back. That would be all the Tigers would get. And the Sox would score one in the fifth, one in the sixth with a Sheets home run again. Pollock single and a um, Jimenez RBI gave the Sox the lead. Liam Hendricks would pick up the save, and Kendall Graveman would get the win. Kopech got the start. He did struggle. He looked rough in that first inning. Um, and what I will say, he doesn't look comfortable on the mound, especially since yeah. that knee injury from a few weeks ago. He begs the question to ask, are the, are the Sox pushing him? Is he healthy? Um, you know, you hope he's he's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so they've been in Cleveland ever since. They lost game one of that series yesterday. They played a doubleheader today. They lost game one of that doubleheader. Uh, I believe it was about a two-hour game, and I'll get into that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, then there was the Bob Nightingale report that was dropped uh, um, recently, and, and in his report he's he's saying the chemistry in the locker room is shot, there's a lack of yeah. of leadership, and that the team is just spiraling under the reign of terror. TLR. Uh, kind of some cases that you've seen the last week. Uh, the exciting news of Tim Anderson getting announced to the ball club and, and the world that he's going to start uh, for the first time in an all-star game. You know, the team was told that. They put in, a, I actually watched a video on Twitter of a comparison to the mm-hmm. two videos, and, and the team was like, they, they jumped on him and was so excited as he got called a reserve last year, uh, making the team. And this year as a starter, it's just like, like people are clapping, no golf like, clapping, you know, and and he gives a little speech. Like the guys tell him to stand up, he doesn't stand up. He thanks the organization. It just, it's just the ball club that is is struggling immensely. It's a disaster. Like I said, you know, TLR. He he intentionally walked another batter today in a stupid situation. <laughs> um, Fuck yeah, I love it. it it begs me the question to, to tell you that no, you are not more frustrated than I am about <laughs> baseball currently, and uh, you know it, it's just it's 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 really sad. It's really sad. I was gonna say yeah. At that point, with everything you just said, like the fact that they're not celebrating, uh, uh, you know, fucking TA's actual like he's a starter in the All Star instead of a reserve. Like that that whole comparison from last year is ridiculous and. Yeah, man. Like you said at the beginning of this, like you, I I knew the expectations going into this season with the Cubs, and the expectations for you guys was way beyond this. It was probably way just way beyond what's going on right now, and it sucks to see that, right? Um, but I mean, it's just it, the Cubs is the same thing, man. But what with with the Sox, uh, I think I've asked. I think I asked you maybe like a month or so ago, maybe a little bit over that. Is it that time? Is it is it is it that time to call it? Is there still hope? Like how many how many games are they back behind the the division right now? It's like five or six, maybe five and a half. That's still uh, not beat, terrible. Yeah, you know, they beat Cleveland. No, it, it it's it's that's what's so excruciating about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've kind of played yourself into a really hard position of getting back into the wild card spot. You need mm-hmm. some teams to play some bad baseball, and you need them to go on a tear, which this team has proven they are unable to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. You know, they, the post-game show, the guys were, were dogging on everyone. You know, Ozzy Guillen yeah. was ripping TLR. Scotty Pods was ripping TLR. Scotty um, Pods. It's, it, no one's taking accountability. No one's taking any leadership. The, the product on the field is awful. You know, I think today's game... Like I said, it lasted two hours. They had three singles. They had no bats that went longer than like four or five pitches long. So you're just yeah. swinging at useless shit, useless garbage, and you're playing like garbage. And that's what's showing mm-hmm. uh, because they don't have a disciplinary person in charge. And, and I'm not saying the guys need it, but they need someone who's going to you know act on accountability because they go and lose two games. 
and then they decide to go win the last two games of a four-game set or win one game of a three-game set. You know, it's you got to start winning these divisions games. you got to start, you know, I think they've got a two in, like, nine record versus the Indians. They've got, like, a, a you know, three and six or something record against the Tigers, and, you know, it's a very awful record versus the Twins. I already know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's games that matter. It's It's been an important stretch that people have been saying, you know, most important stretch of the year. We're past the halfway mark officially. We're getting into, you know, the yeah. all-star game next week. And, and you know, you've got the deadline looming. What is this team going to do? What What does this team need? It's They need new leadership. Plain and simple, mm-hmm. period. You know, it, if I throw in the towel on the season, you know, do I think they can win the World Series? No, not anymore. You know, I don't think it's yeah. just not going to happen. Do I think they can make it to the playoffs and, and crawl in? Yeah, but uh, you know, it, it's it's I guess being a sports fan, you know, my hopes are riding with the team as every game and every pitch. But uh, it's getting tough. It's getting really tough right now because uh, you know the expectations were set so much higher than than this. It's not even funny. Yeah, dude, that uh, that just sounds rough as fuck. Um, yeah, I mean. I don't want to ask you if you, have, if you have any more because that that kind of summed it all up for for the Sox, I think right now. <laughs> uh, so I'll go into the Cubs. I don't really I don't really have too much on the Cubs. Um, a call, you know the the good news the, the the good things that happen. You know Contreras hap they made the All Star roster. Uh, Wilson's going to be starting at the catcher for the National League. Uh, it's going to be his third All Star game, and he's actually going to be playing alongside his brother William Contreras, which is. Uh, something that they were like, yeah, this is a dream come true. This is awesome. I'm going to be playing with my family, uh, with my brother. You know what I mean? Like that's rare to do, I think, you know, and, um, well, William got, uh, he, he replaced Bryce Harper as a designated hitter for the, uh, NL. And yeah, just like William said, you almost can't dream. You can't, you almost can't even dream about something like that. But to have both brothers be all-stars like that, I mean, it would just be unreal. You know, that's what he was asked a while ago. And then, hey, look, now now it's now it's, now it's it's come true, right? That dream has come true. So that's going to be cool to see both of them on there. And then Hap uh, was named uh, on the all-star squad on Sunday uh, through player voting. So he was named an all-star reserve on Sunday. And this is just going to kind of add – Add to his like trade value, really, right? Because entering that Sunday, he was hitting 277, 372, and 449, eight homers, 40 RBIs in 83 games, and he's hitting 353, 421, 529 from the right side. So, um, with Hap making the team, quick little nice, nice little note for the Cubs five first round picks from 11 to 15 of at least one all star selection in their career. So, that's Baez, Bryant, Schwarber, and now Hap. Um, but yeah, I think it just kind of adds to their, to, to, to his trade value, him and Wilson really at this point, uh, which is sad to see. Um, but it adds the trade value and you know, we'll, we'll I, they'll make, they'll make the game here in about, what is it? Uh, about a week or so when the uh, all-star game is. And maybe even before the August 2nd deadline, deadline, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll definitely have him, Wilson, a couple other guys I'll mention later, uh, traded but other than that the cubs four and six in the last 10 games uh leaves them at 34 and 52 which actually they just lost to the orioles so 34 and 53 get fucked that's the ales for you um but another, some some good news to you know another reason to watch the the cubs say suzuki is back after five weeks on the injured list came back Pretty pretty awesome in, in a pretty awesome fashion. I think in the, it was like in the top of the ninth or something. Hit an inside the park home run at a at a Coors Field against the Brewers. So that was like you know he 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 stretched that thing like the ball made a crazy hop. I think Craig Council said something like you'll see that maybe once every five years. And you know he had enough juice in him to, to go the whole way. Kind of, kind of scary to see though, like him legging out a fucking inside the park home run after he just came back from, uh, from the injured list. Like I, I don't love seeing that, but whatever. It was a run, and it was against the Brewers, so I love it. Um, Great way to rise uh, Rick's blood pressure. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> Honestly, um, other than that, the, the the biggest surprise series win was against the Red Sox. I think I had the Red Sox beating the Cubs on three up, three down. Yeah, I totally lost that one. I remember when I, did you send the screenshot in our group chat? 
Were you the one or was it Alex? I think it was Alex because he actually picked the Cubs. He did. And he picked the Yankees. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think you did as well, which I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, was a, my record's no good right now. 2 no to 3 up, 3 down. We did an all-star game breakdown. but uh, Nice. Unfortunately, your boy Rick is, is 3 and 6. He's... Um, <laughs> He's got to get it together. He's got to get it together. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember what your pick was last night. I think I had uh, the... God damn it. Who did I have? doesn't I matter. Like Tune into the show to point. find out. But, um, yeah. No, I think that's exciting <laughs> true, true, true. that uh, uh, you guys beat the Red Sox. I've got something for you. So it was surprising to see them, you know, beat the, beat the Red Sox. And then, like I said, they get swept by the Dodgers, which... After beating the Red Sox two out of three, you know, anything could happen at that point. But they get swept by the Dodgers, which is almost guaranteed, right? You'd th- you'd, you, I would have hoped they would have taken one, but they get swept. It is what it is now. Again, lost to uh, lost to the Orioles tonight, so 34-53 on the season. And with the, tread lo- with the trade deadline coming up, like I mentioned, right, it's kind of – it's starting to come – to that time, you know, with, with, you know, with the Kane and Taze and the Hawks starting to come to that time with like the, the, the Cubs, you gotta, you gotta appreciate, I gotta appreciate Wilson Contreras. I gotta appreciate Kyle Hendricks, last couple members of the team from that 2016 world series run. Um, Hayward, I could give a shit about like, whatever, don't care. It's never, you know, after one, I think one or two more years, he'll, he'll never play for the Cubs again. And that's fine. Um, but yeah, it's just that time. That 2016 World Series run is over. The, the players are moving on. Um, and like I said earlier, Contreras and Hap, just the, their trade value is going to go up with these uh, all-star game selections. And an interesting thing, and another New York team that might steal someone from the from the Chicago team, the Mets. Um, what's his name? I forget his name, but their catcher has gone down with an injury. And Wilson's starting to look pretty good to them, I'm assuming. Um, keep him within the NL. Sure, he goes to New York, which, fuck, that sucks. He can go to the Mets. Um, but, you know, he's going to help out Scherzer. Scherzer, because Scherzer's been ridiculous. Um, and it just kind of makes sense, I think, to to, to have him uh, go to the, uh, to deal him to the Mets, pretty much. Wouldn't it, be the, wouldn't it be the first time we've dealt with the Mets trading away a Cubs player, so... The second or third season, or, or second or third season in a row, and you know, third player that would go to New York, just like Rizzo, just like Baez when he was on the Mets. Um, but that's looking pretty good for the Mets to take uh, probably one of the best uh, trade deadline acquisition players this year. Um, only thirty years old. I think he's got a couple, a few more years. He might be like a Molina, might last another 10, 15 years. You never know. Um, but yeah. That's kind of what's going on now. And then just other names to note for the trade deadline as far as the Cubs. You got Stroman. You got David Robertson. Maybe even Kyle Hendricks. Stroman has – again, I, I think I've said this before. I don't really give a shit about Stroman either. Like, yeah, we just got him this year. He's been injured probably half the time he's been on the Cubs. He hasn't pitched up to what we expected him to pitch. And – if we can get some for him, cool. Why not? Maybe just you know send him to another team to be a back end rotation guy. Um, um, and then David Robertson has been pretty doing pretty well this year as far as closing games. Sure, he's blown a few saves, but I mean, is what it is. He's thirty seven, thirty eight years old. So whatever we can get for him, cool. And then Kyle Hendricks, that would be the one that would kind of hurt me, I guess, the most. Him and Wilson. Uh, would probably hurt me the most. Um, with Wilson, it's almost expected. With Kyle Hendricks, it's almost like, well, maybe we could keep him, maybe not, right? Um, but, you know, that's a possibility as well. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of it for the Cubs, man. I mean, well, it's... I want you to do this. I want you to do poll on the uh, Instagram account, you know, the five names. Hendricks, I guess, if you want, since it sounds mm-hmm. like Hendricks is, is what you got the most heard about but uh, yeah wilson you know kb anthony mm-hmm. rizzo you know um <coughs> oh, baez. I his name. baez javi yeah. you know pull that with the twitter polls i'm curious what's gonna hurt the most uh what hurt Ooh, the most i guess uh, maybe you gotta wait until the end of the deadline see who is here and who isn't but i'm yeah. curious to see what what the world thinks about 
uh, at least Cub fans, how they think about who the, who hurts the most seeing in uh, different team colors. Maybe like Rizzo because he's about to hit forty home runs apparently. Oh yeah, or fucking Schwarber who's about to hit forty home runs with with the Phillies apparently. Like that'd be, I don't know. It's it. I mean, Baez and Brian are the only ones that like they left, and it's kind of like okay, well. Baez, sure, he had a two home two home run uh, two run home run against you guys recently, but other than that, his offensive stats have been absolute garbage. You know what I mean? So, um, yep. but yeah, that's kind of it for the Cubs. Really, the state of the Cubs right now, uh, just kind of a lot of disappointment. But again, it was almost expected. Really, the only thing to look forward to is say Suzuki, Nico Horner, um, and just a lot of the guys coming up or that have been, already been brought up uh, this season uh, for the Cubs. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it. I got, that's kind of all I got for the Cubs. I'm assuming that's it you got for the White Sox. Um, let's move on to hitting the green with, with your host, Jack. No, I'm just kidding. We're not hitting the grass. We're hitting the green. We're hitting the green. I'd prefer Uh, to do that though. (laughs) Uh, no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an exciting weekend. The U.S. Opened is is coming up in the future, but or no, we we saw the U.S. Open happen. Sorry, work time. It's time for the British Open, the Open Championship, the 150th, I believe, at the Old Course at St Andrews in Scotland. Uh, it's going to be an exciting exciting weekend. Tiger Woods <clears throat> is in the field. Always love to see um, you Tiger. You got to watch it. You know, you don't know how many more opportunities you've got to see him in these opportunities. Uh, he's been out there for a practice round. I have seen good things. Uh, he's playing around with Rory McIlroy a little bit. and uh, So it should be an exciting week. Excited for the Open. Always a fun tournament. Um, early favorites. Rory at plus 1,000. Xander at Shoffley at plus 1,400. Matty Fitzpatrick, your U.S. Open winner. Uh, your oh, guy yeah. from England. 1,600. <laughs> probably going to be the, the crowd favorite. John Rahm at 1,600. Personally, my pick, I'm not responsible for any of you degenerates that lose money, <laughs> uh, but Justin Thomas at plus 2,000, I'm taking Thomas. I think he wins his first Open. I think it's going to be at St. Andrews. Uh, the history, history, <laughs> can't speak tonight. The history <laughs> of St. Andrews, the history of golf, the Open, I, 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 just, I want it to be JT this weekend, so my money's on JT. Uh, there could be. I think there is some live tour guys there, like we talked about last episode. Mm-hmm. So it should be interesting how that goes. Um, I did see you something get booed about or something. Uh, one of the U.S. Uh, agencies and departments is investigating the PGA Tour for some, some, some something. I don't know the details. Of oh it, shit! Um, yeah. So British Open. This isn't a. It'll be interesting. So uh, definitely tune in. Like I said, my picks JT. If you had to throw out a golf name that you know, if you had to throw out a golf name you know, Rick, who's it going to be? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with, uh, God damn it, what was his name? Uh, oh my God, why can't I think of his name now? Fuck it. Fuck. What's his name? Damn it. All right, so it took me a while, but I got a, I got a name for the golfer who's going to win it this weekend, and I'm going to go with Arnold Palmer. Um, the ghost of Arnie Palmy is coming back and he's gonna, he's gonna take form in, in, in the, in the form of, I don't know, maybe a live tour poster and just sweep the competition at St. Andrews. <laughs> I have no idea who the fuck I, I, I would go with either DeChambeau or with, uh, Kepka, but they're, they're banned, aren't they? Cause of the whole live thing. I think at the majors right now, I think they're invited, but truth truth be honest, I, I, I'm not sure on this one here. I think they're right. playing, but I'm not totally, totally then, sure. Then I'll just go with Justin Thomas. I'll go with you. But I do like Matty Fitzpatrick. I kind of like Matty Fitzpatrick. Maybe I'll go Matty Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I'll Final go answer? Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Final answer. Someone's <laughs> hitting a little bit of the grass instead of the greens. <laughs> like, holy shit. Spending uh, way too much time out in the rough. Can't do Arnie Palmy, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> hey, rest in peace. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Arnie Palmy. Um, yeah, that was hitting the green. Uh, and yeah, man, that's all I got. Really, you got anything else? That's all. That's all. That's all she wrote for me. 
That is all she wrote. All right. Well, I did just want to mention, guys, uh, we still have the um, the giveaway for the Cubs versus Cardinals tickets. Again, the game will be Thursday, August 25th. It's a 120 start. Uh, as of now, at least. I don't know. Things will probably change. Who knows? But I will keep you all informed. Go on to Crack One Media, at Crack One Media on Instagram, and uh, tag some friends. Uh, share us on your story. Have those friends follow us. We're trying to get to 300 followers. Uh, and the winner will be announced July 31st. So hopefully you are the lucky winner for some Cubs bleacher seat tickets uh, for a Cubs card series, uh, for a Cubs cards game. And uh, yeah, man, um, that's kind of it. Hope you guys enjoyed our 40th episode. I don't know if Jack knew that, but we're, we're at 40 episodes now. Almost. Uh, no kidding. Yeah, man. Yeah. We're, we're 40 episodes deep. About 20 plus with Jack, with Jack uh, joining me um, earlier this, uh, earlier uh, in the podcast. But yeah, if you want to, I already gave the IG, hit us up on Twitter. I'm going to put up a poll on which Cubs player being traded hurt the most for y'all. So uh, follow me at, and now Rick on Twitter. You can follow Jack at Siffyman on Twitter. Um, go to our YouTube, going to be uploading this podcast, other podcasts, uh, and then our Instagram is going to have a bunch of clips. And then go to our website, crackwoodmedia.com. We've got some new blog posts up from Jack P., from uh, Tony. And, yeah, if you like us, share us, support us, rate us on whatever you're listening to us. And, yeah, man, that's all I got. Jack, again, always a pleasure. Episode number 40. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. See ya. Women plus size, no lie. That why I stretch my on your butt thighs. That's fine by me. She cooks whenever I slide. Pasta burger, French fry. Sometimes I don't even eat. She fuck with my verses, my fluffy. She sweats, she let me eye. Kiss on her tummy, my tummy XL and fit her perfect. Won't catch me lurking at all. My richer once I spit all. Since her proud and so tall, those cheeks around of applause over and over and over again. So my homie and my parents, we were only just friends at first. Couldn't let my secret out then It's getting deeper now But I don't care what others think about me Can't out of depression Have to pick up the penny Get skinny nigga Thick wallet Chubby chasing them Benjamins now Tribe got all day to change the name So we winning again Sound partial Hey Welcome to the halftime show I love to leave a nigga Flatline Yeah I know Niggas quick to lose cool And frown down on something new That they ain't used to Like nigga who's you Welcome to the halftime show. I love to leave a nigga flatline. Yeah, I know. Niggas quick to lose school and frown down on something new that they ain't used to. Them all these little screw niggas, they.